Hi, I'm Stephen Sully. I'm going to be the host today. I'm interviewing a good friend of mine, Shabazz Chowdhury, who is the uh, founder of Pace Journal. Hi, sir. We're going to be uh, talking about your latest project, Keep Balanced, and I want to break that down and find out a bit more about it and where you got the the passion and the excitement for uh, for, for the for the project. So um, let's talk about. Let's talk about the uh, Keep Balance, yeah. uh, the, the, the song first. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with that concept? Why, why the song in the first place? Why did you come up with the idea of developing your own tailor-made tune? Mm -hmm. uh, a few reasons why. Firstly, we received so many messages over the last year from uh, cricketers asking for help and advice on cricket, nutrition, training. But one of the main things that kept on coming up was the mental health side of things. And um, I found this to be quite interesting because Many people don't know it, but they do know now that the reason I started Pace Journal was almost like my escape from the game. Okay. So it was sort of my way of staying involved with the game, but also giving back to the community. And we received some really sinister emails. Like some people were literally like, look mate, we're, you know, we're at the end. And at that time I was responding to everyone and it was all good. But as you know, as our following increased, we started getting more and more influx of messages. And it got to a point where it was impossible to get back to everybody. Yeah. I felt very bad about that. Um, and there's only so many motivational posts you can do before they get kind of boring. So I thought to myself, for our one year's or birthday, I wanted to do something special anyway. So I thought, why not have an anthem? But make that anthem quite inspiring and motivational and almost be like a, a form of therapy so that when these guys are down, they're not waiting for a response from me. They can just go and listen to the song, watch the video, and get that little bit of relief and aid um, from the project. Mm. So that's how, that's how it came about. Because it, it would have been quite easy just to jump onto another track, which is already out there. But I really admire the fact that you started from, yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Um, I think it resonates with like a startup brand and a startup okay. company. I think it, it aligns with... Uh, the journey that you're going on, and I, I really enjoy the tune. So how come you chose that particular artist to develop the tune? Um, there's a funny story behind that, actually, because a friend of mine introduced me to Bass Stacks. Um, didn't know much about him. We had, I had quite a few different artists in mind at the start. I messaged Bass's manager at the time, and they expressed a lot of interest in getting involved with the project. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's a funny story. It's only after, um, I think, two or three weeks into the process, that Bass messaged me directly, and he said, oh mate, do you know I'm actually a, a fast bowler? And I was like, what? I was like, no way, I didn't believe it at the start because you know, you don't really associate uh, Canada with cricket, it's not that big. Um, and you listen to Bass's style of rap and everything, you're like, this, this guy doesn't like sport, do you know what I mean? And he told me, no, no, he goes, I, I grew up wishing to be a fast bowler, but I, I didn't make it. And I was like, wow, and he, then he started saying, look, I wish I had a page like Pace Journal when I was young. And we were just laughing internally because we were like, you know, he was destined to be him. Um, other than that, I think he's an amazing musician. Love his music, love his sound. Um, but yeah, kind of everything just aligned itself naturally, I guess, when, when we found out that he liked cricket as well. Hmm. I mean, it's really, um, it reminds me a li little bit, and I hope, I hope this is a compliment, almost like the same feeling, the same energy I get is when Eminem, 8 Mile, <laughs> that kind of thing, because yeah. it gets you in the zone. And it's almost for cricket, stepping up to the plate, it could even be for boxing, it could be for anyone who is about to take the centre stage and deliver and perform, I think you can get, get them into that peak mental state and I guess that's, that was the kind of goal behind that. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that as well because like, like I mentioned to you, you are actually the, the main reason why that Keep Balance actually came to fruition. 
because before that we had a different anthem and everybody was so happy with it. We were all like, oh, this is the one, this is perfect. And um, I remember going to the team and saying, look, my friend Steve Sully keeps telling me this one. He's the only person who said this one. So <laughs> let's just play it out. And I remember speaking to bass and I said to bass, can you finish this? And he said that if you want me to finish it, you can, but I'm really happy with what we've got. But he goes, if you want, I mean, he's, he's such a great guy to work with, honestly. He's, um, he's put in countless hours. He's worked day and night on the project. So it wasn't really that hard for him, but he did say, look, I'm really happy with what we've got, but if you insist, I will finish the other one. And uh, when he did finish it, we were all like, oh my God, this, this is the one, like, this is even better. Yeah. And uh, even Bass said it to me at the time, because Nashavaz, this, this is actually the one for me. So I have you to thank for that, Steve, because without you, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have Keep Balance, it would be something else. No, no, no problem. <laughs> and why did you Tartuit Keep Balance? Because you could call it, call, it, call it anything else, but why, why that particular title? Um, I didn't actually title it Keep Balance, that was Bass. Um, I mean, I guess for him, the way the, the, the song making process was that we gave him a brief in a hell of a lot of detail. So I gave him my own personal life experiences, the struggles I had personally been through, but I also told him that what I found quite fascinating is that almost everybody in our community or followers that I engage with mm. were going through exactly the same thing. They'd either gone through it or they're going through it at the moment. So I think that's another reason why uh, we connect so well with our audience is because we really understand them. So everybody who is involved in Pace Journal has some sort of involvement with fast bowling or cricket. So we, we can really connect with them on a very deep level. So when we gave Bass the brief, um, he came back and said, for him, it's keep balance because as you know, I'm, I'm an extremist. So I can probably take something from the song myself, try to keep balance yeah. because um, I think it's very important. But yeah, Bass is the, the, the brains behind Keep Balance, the, the title. Fair enough. And moving on to like deconstructing, like let's say the, the lyrics in there. I mean, there's a couple of profound things in there. I said about not being a, having a scholar and things of, things of that nature. So tell me a little bit about the song, the, the, the actual words in there. Yeah, there are, there are some thought provoking words in there, like you said. Um, off the top of my head, let me think. Um, the knowledge I, I wasn't a scholar, the knowledge yeah. I had made me smaller, picked the game and made me feel taller. Okay, so for me personally, growing up, you know, as you know, my brother, my <laughs> sister, they're both very well educated. Um, I was the one, the, the dark sheep, if you want to call it, in the family that didn't go down the road of education, but picked up sport. And in society, you're, you're generally perceived as, let's say, l less respected than somebody who holds a degree or is um, sort of well educated. So. I've always, I always felt kind of small in that sense that okay I'm not educated and actually I self-educated myself and everything after school and for me like when I say I wasn't a scholar what I mean by that is I didn't really have knowledge but when I picked up the game and I studied it it really gave me that power and I remember speaking to I've, I've spoken to some of my friends when, when I go into the cricket pitch or I go to the next or I go to training it, you know, you have this sense of power. Mm. Like when I bowl, you know, people turn heads, they watch. And I know that, I know they're watching me. Kids, parents, they're, they're watching me, their eyes are on me. And it's really hard to explain that feeling. You probably know as a boxer, when you, when you go, when you walk and you have that ring walk, everyone's watching you, you're the star in that moment. You've got ownership of that moment. Exactly, mm. so for me, that when I say, well, when Bay says, picked up the game it made me feel taller that's that's kind of like what I tried to communicate there it's like grinding confidence yeah exactly like it, it gives you that strength because that's your art uh, that's your strength 
and yeah, you, you feel very invincible. And I think this is why uh, in sports it's really hard for people to walk away as well because mm. you're kind of like you're giving up the reins to such power yeah. and such feeling of you know almost like yeah power. And when he goes back to uh, saying talking about keep balance and he repeats it throughout the song, mm-hmm. what it means to me is. When you get to that moment, whether it's adversity in life, whether you're going through struggle, or whether you're going through a very, very important uh, scenario or place, you need to keep your emo- emotions balanced. Of course. Because if you get too excited, if you get too down, that's when things can sometimes go slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. Keeping balance and keeping yourself methodical and calm, mm-hmm. for me, that, that part resonates, mm-hmm. especially being a boxer and also in business. You know, there's going to be parts of business which are not going to go so well mm-hmm. and you need to keep balance and you keep calm and you've got to keep them pushing forward it's funny you say that because um even to this day everyone always asks me what happened with cricket what happened with cricket why are you not a superstar and i actually attribute the fact that i didn't keep balanced to a major reason why i didn't go on to fulfill my full potential because i was so almost extreme and obsessed with perfection and Pete will tell you this, Pete and Ruben, they would always tell me, Shabazz, you're fine, just go. But I'll be like, no, 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 I need to perfect this, I need to perfect this. When I do that, I'll go then. So it comes back to exactly what you said, keep balance. So don't, you don't want to be too far on one end of the spectrum. You, want, you kind of need to find that balance where you, you're doing enough, but you're also not overdoing it to the point where it's clouding your judgment. Because I feel like my obsession clouded my judgment and my perception of reality was I never thought I was good enough, so I never let myself go and really put myself um, out there to show my potential. I, I was in the perfection process for way too long, and it almost became, I got sucked into that. So yeah, 100%, keep balanced, and I'm, I'm really glad that Bass did repeat that quite a lot throughout the song, because it, it is a very important lesson, that I would say. It's a positive affirmation incantation. Exactly. I just think it's a, a life transferable skill or mentality that everyone needs to learn and adopt and then implement no matter whether you're trying to be the best mother or father best sports person best business person keeping balance in everything you're doing to a degree Mm -hmm. is very very healthy let's talk about making a video then i'm really interested about this because you're an entrepreneur you're you're a true thoroughbred entrepreneur in my eyes um you built up such an incredible platform such an incredible um sort of uh brand and then also the community great engagement i know you haven't come into it with like 10 million pound mm-hmm. pumped into it by some crazy <laughs> angel investor yeah. so you've had to bootstrap a lot of things so making the video did you go off and hire someone or did it was it all, all yourself? Um, yeah, funny question that because at the start we did go around, spoke to a few people, got a few <laughs> quotes, um, quite high as you can imagine, based off of purely the storyline that we wanted to produce. Generally with videos, if you have one location, it's quite cheap, but we obviously had quite a lot of different locations, quite a lot of that was gonna go into it, quite a lot of editing. So the quotes we got were just way too high. I've got experience in filmmaking at a sort of low level. Um, nothing of you know this sort of quality so we sat down with the team um, and we said look let's let's do this ourselves um, at the start I would say that I I think on day one I I got through some of the scenes and I quit and I'm, I'm very very grateful to Elaf who really took the reins and because of her this project is alive because um, I think on three or four occasions I, I literally hung up the boots and I was like nah this is not going to work because none of them have any filmmaking experience so the setup was that I would set up the shots, I would set all the settings, and they would execute those shots as per my guidelines. And 
I think on this occasion, I probably gave up hope more than and everyone else kept their spirit alive and they they really kept the project alive. Mm. Um, as you know, being a, a startup, you want to try and keep those costs low. So yeah. all I was thinking in my head was, if I can somehow find a way of shooting this myself, I can save that money which I was going to spend on production to actually distribute, to actually create ads, you know, create uh, marketing materials to really push this out to get 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 it to as many people as possible. Um, so yeah, we first we sat down, wrote the script figured out what lenses we're going to need, what equipment we're going to need, and we rented that. And then we literally done everything in five or six days. Mm. So um, if, I, if I didn't mess up on those three or four days, we'd probably have done it sooner, but uh, yeah, it was a crazy process. Is there something authentic, something very genuine, something very, I don't know, um, something that will resonate with a lot of people knowing that you went out then just done it yourself. I mean, some people will say you're crazy, you should have got someone else to yeah. do it, but then I actually really admire the fact that you went out there and you even had some self-doubt. I think it's great. It all factors into the story of Pace Journal because I've got no doubt in a year's time, five years, to 10 years time, this is going to be a global massive brand which is going to dovetail into other things and everyone's going to be talking about the first year of the growth and, and making of Keep Balance and all this kind of stuff, I think is part of the story, I think it's great. So where did you shoot most of the video? Um, again, we wanted to keep it very authentic. So we shot most of the videos at Reading Cricket Club, which is my, my home cricket club where mm -hmm. I grew up, played a lot of my cricket there. Tried to keep the locations very similar to where I actually would be. Um, we have, yeah, we did it in Reading Cricket Club. There's a shot in there where I'm in London and it's actually something I used to do. Uh, I used to just go and stand, stand on that bridge and just look at the sort of landscape and the scenery and almost soak it in. It was really, really um, inspirational for me. And visualize and think visualize, about the future yeah. and clear your head and... Clear your head, I mean, it's beautiful. I'm sure you, you saw it in the shot as well. That, it's incredible, yeah. yeah. The London scenery at night, you know, you've got the water, the Thames literally underneath and a very scenic thing. And that's actually what I used to do. I used to go there and I used to look at it and just really soak it in. There's probably so much more footage that hasn't gone out. We've got so much in the archives. And I, know, I know everyone that's watching this now is probably going to be like, give it, you know, yeah. release it, release it. And I will do, I'll do feed it over time. But yeah, we try to keep everything authentic. So all the places that I did go, you know, London, Reading Cricket Club, um, the gym, Buzz Gym, uh, where we have in Reading as well, went there. So we shot most yeah. locally. As the tune comes in, I love the, the, the piano effect. Mm -hmm. And then it suddenly goes boom and drops the bass. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that even the, the momentum of your camera angles and the story review focusing on you predominantly mm -hmm. just builds up. And as it drops, that's when it kind of the excitement, the excitement also happens. Mm -hmm. So we see you on, you know, obviously doing uh, practice in your mm -hmm. bowling. We see you in the gym. We see you out in, you know, visualizing and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a point where it looks like you walk off in a bit of frustration. I mean, was that genuine or, um, or was that was that a bit of part part <laughs> for the camera or? Yeah, that, that was acting. It's funny because because um, it actually looked real. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, uh, it looked like you uh, pulled something maybe or this horrible stigma attached to me. But my my dad gave me ever since I. Was young he said this guy's an actor um, and again most of the times I used to bail out of certain matches and he used to be like oh, he's an actor he's a bloody actor and everyone's like no he's, he's really the yeah. world. He, my dad's like no I know him <laughs> so when I showed my cousins the video they started laughing they were like now we know now we know why uncle all these years said you're an actor hmm. but no it was all an act but um, I tried to take myself back into that and uh, again, on set, Elaf had said that to me a lot. She, I think we shot a few scenes and she actually had noted it. 
uh, Nabil, who was also doing some of the drone shots for us as well on set, he didn't really notice it that much. But Elaf did. She did say to me, "Look, your um, your mood's not right. So you need to do this again." And at the time, I probably didn't really. I think I don't know. I didn't really. Um, I didn't listen to her, I guess, in that sense. But when I actually got going, it did really hit home. I was like, actually, no, I'm, I'm feeling it now. You know, I'm really getting into the role, and um, that was quite amazing for me. So I just took myself back to the feeling, the particular scene that you're referring to. Uh, I actually had an ankle injury at that time, and I remember trying to push through and continue bowling through that. And the actual scene, how it plays out, did it, it did happen in reality? While I was trying to run in with the injury, and then I pulled out. Mm. Halfway, because I was like, oh, you know what, this is not going to work. Mm. And, you know, hand throw the ball away. And then we go into sort of rehabilitation scenes where I'm rehabbing my ankle, doing a foam roller mm. and all that sort of stuff. It's good to see the behind the scenes stuff. And I know it sounds a bit strange, but me being a boxer, um, I, see, I you know, I'm always between the boxing gym, maybe out running or in a weights gym to develop that power and sort of in and out where I haven't had a cricket background mm-hmm. especially fast paced bowling you don't I don't always sort of connect like the gym mm-hmm. with fast paced bowling and stuff but obviously you're an athlete so obviously you're going to be in there yeah. so it was really nice to see you like in there and doing mm-hmm. certain work that I remember R- Ruben has yeah. put you through and Ruben's put me through and also yeah. Pete as well yeah. and it's quite nice for the audience mm-hmm to actually see the behind the scenes stuff because it's all hard work and determination, isn't it? Of course, yeah, I mean, um, if I, Pete and Ruben would probably shoot me if I ever showed the world everything they put me through because honestly, some of the stuff was absolutely incredible. Just listening to their knowledge. And I remember the first time Pete actually gave me a program and he broke it down and told me exactly why I should be doing these things. And it was, it was so amazing. But yeah, I mean, generally people don't associate fast bowling with the gym, but I, it's our home yeah and all the professional guests I've listened to and interviewed and just hearing them speak about it and they're all like the gym is literally home to a fast bowler yeah Um, which is quite tough because we have to balance out being on the field on the grass doing the groundwork and also doing all the gym work behind the scenes which is very hard as well yeah um so not an area that I'm completely familiar with, but after watching that video back about five times last night, I thought it was incredible. And you know I love that tune. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it really, really, I really love it. I wish it was my tune. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, man. <laughs> the, uh, the, the camera shots and the angles, how, how did you how did you all know how to... I mean, you haven't got a, a massive background in it, so how did you come up with the, like, the drone and stuff like that? I mean, that's, that's kind of Steven Spielberg stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a lot of planning, I guess. Um, at the time, we, all, we always know basic filmmaking. You know, you've got a wide-angle shot, you've got a close-up shot, a perspective shot. So each scene, we tried to show... Uh, we tried to show that same scene from a different angle yeah. to try and get a different perspective from it. Yeah, in terms of the, the shots, it was just a case of planning them and trying to match the angles to what was actually going on at the moment. So I know one of the one of our favorite shots are where I'm doing the, the wrist exercise. So we tried to show that from a wide angle, then really go into it and show sort of the focus of my eyes on that wrist. Because again, that's something which is quite neglected in, um, in fast bowling and training in particular. So I tried to split the video between being inspiring, entertaining, and also very educational. So at the start, you'll see me doing a drill with my, uh, with my feet where I'm doing a hip drill, and then you'll see that wrist drill. And I know everyone watching that is gonna go right away and they're gonna get resistance bands, they're gonna do it. I hope some resistance band company gives me an affiliate code or something because they're gonna be copying that exact same yeah. exercise. Um, 
with the drone shot um, at that time I think it was I'm not sure what the lyric is I don't remember but it was we were trying to show that cricket was life you know like this is again that's something I actually did do I'd literally lie in the middle of the pitch and just lie down and look up and just it's crazy I, I don't know how to explain how many times I've done it but we tried to um, we tried to show like in reality what I would do and use those shots and those angles to bring that out to life Mm. I, I hope that makes sense <laughs> no it does, it does. so um, I think it's fantastic when are you going to be releasing the actual um, again we haven't got a fixed fixed date but we know we kind of know when we're going to be dropping it um, because this is probably like a novelty exercise from us we know we're not going to be dropping songs every month we wanted to try and give it as much airtime as possible um, especially because I wanted to put a massive mental health um, spin on this because I really feel like we hear so much about professional athletes and their mental health struggles, but what people don't realise is the guys that didn't make it, they didn't get a chance to live that dream. So not taking anything away from the pros that have had to deal with so much, but they lived the dream. You know, they, they made it and they had to deal with mental health issues. There are so many guys like myself who didn't get to taste that sort of success and we have to live with that regret and you know, you all know this, everyone will always say, everyone says it to me that it's such a shame, Shabazz, because you put everything into it. You put all your money, all your effort, you put your life into this. When my sister was in tears, you know, when I showed her the video, she, she genuinely stopped the video, she started crying, because she said it to me, and I'll use her words, she'd probably kill me for this, but she said, you were the bum of the family. That's what she said, she goes, you know, it's so, it's so emotional to see the bum of the family, and then see that you made this, and you made this platform. She goes, it just really touches my heart. Mm. So I was very, very lucky and very, very blessed that I was able to find Pace Journal. But there are millions of other young, not just cricketers, I'd say athletes in general, who you know dream of becoming pros that won't taste that success. Mm. And they're having to somehow find a way of accepting that and moving on with their life, which I can imagine is gonna be very, very hard because it was very hard for me. And I had other things going on, but it was still so hard for me. Mm. So. We're trying to, the whole entire campaign of Keep Balance, we want to try and raise more awareness for mental health. We want to try and um, really communicate the story a lot more because just from the one post that I did yesterday, um, which said mental health matters, the response was overwhelming. And everyone was like, you know, hearing your story, Shabazz, we're going through exactly the same thing and it's bringing tears to our eyes. Yeah. So I feel like we can add that to our community as well, that look, yeah. um, this wasn't made by some tycoon businessmen or some you know international superstars I'm just like you I had the dream I didn't live the dream but and I always say my dream lives on for, for you guys now mm. and it's so sweet like some of the all the comments we get is we're going to play international cricket and we're going to make your dream come true yeah. and I'm always like whether you play international cricket or not it doesn't matter yeah. because the fact that well, I can give something back to you and you can you can take that and implement it in your game that's enough for me like that's, that's justification for all the hard work mm. sleepless nights I'm no uh, psychologist and I'm not uh, an expert in, in mental uh, health or, or even awareness, but I, I try and you know, give value where I can. And mm -hmm. uh, one of my mentors says that when you're going through something that puts you through mental struggle and mm -hmm. adversity, you always should ask yourself this very question, how is this situation serving me? And at that point, you gain control again, and then you can work out maybe some opportunities. And I'll tell you why I say that. Yeah, you didn't, let's say, make the big time of being uh, an international cricket star. Obviously, you've done very well, but there's obviously a few, few other levels above that. 
now quite easy to go fall into some kind of anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. bitterness towards it. But somewhere along the line, I feel, even if you didn't say those words, mm-hmm. subconsciously, you must have said, how's it serving me? And you've pivoted mm-hmm. and now you've gone down the business route and now you're allowing a massive, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a massive group of people, a community to thrive off of all the stuff that you've learned. You've honed, mm-hmm. you bring everyone together. Now, in actual fact, you're probably going to go to another level, another planet with the success that you're going to develop along the way. So just bringing it back to what you were saying, it's, um, yeah, I mean, people are going through maybe the struggle, the pain, the, the journey. They may not quite get there, but then ask yourself that question. How's this serving me right now? And how can I dovetail or pivot and go into maybe affiliate sector to, to the one I was trying to go down? Because I think success isn't just one um one line or one path there's many different ones but you've got to be open to the fact that that one path you're trying to go down may not be right for you but if you slightly pivot to the right or left you're going to find your way and that's exactly what you've done of course i couldn't agree with you more i mean i think i said it on your previous interview i'm not sure if i did but the stage where it hit home for me was when i was playing a match i had a ball in my hand I looked around and everyone was having fun and everyone was smiling and I was, I, I remember saying to myself, you know, I'm, this is my life, like, this, I'm bowling for my life, you know, I'm thinking, I haven't got a degree, I haven't got an education, this is my life, and mm. if this doesn't work, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a cleaner, a taxi driver, or something like that, like, what, what am I going to do? So, it was a very daunting thing for me, and at that stage, I remember, that's the stage where I was like, I've got to go, like, I'm not enjoying this, and, um, yeah, 100%. My message to anyone out there would be, it, like you said, it, success isn't a straight line. There are so many other aspects of sport which you can do. I know, I personally know people who hate the game. They loved it. I and mean, these guys, see, they were the most passionate cricketers you'd ever meet. Again, hardworking, they loved it. But when they didn't see the results, they hate the game. They don't want to hear the word cricket. They won't watch it. They don't want to know anything about it. Mm. And that's quite a dark if you if you think about it that's quite a that's quite a dark feeling to have about something which you once loved yeah so i 100 percent agree with you i would encourage anyone think about coaching personal training i was going to say this you know start some sort of page some start some sort of community run some camps but i i never would have thought that doing pace journal as to my time growing up to try and you know make it as a huge star i would never have thought that i would be doing this mm-hmm. i actually naive enough it may sound naive, but I'd actually think that. I would I'd frown upon that. If someone told me, in my, in my heyday, if you want to call it that, if someone said to me, oh, do you want to start a page and write, you know, do journalism or write, do podcasts, I'd probably say, oh, no way, mate. You know, nah, that's not for me. I'm the player. I'm not going to be, te- I'm not going to take someone's interview. I'm going to be the one who's been getting an interview done. So don't be naive. That's, that would be my thing. Don't be naive. If things don't work out, it's not the end of the road. Mm. There are so many other parts of sport, and especially with, you know, technology and innovation nowadays there's so much you can do um and you can still find so much more fulfillment in it yeah one guy yesterday he wrote a comment saying i i feel so sorry for you um but i also feel so happy because without those struggles you wouldn't have made this and we wouldn't have this mm-hmm. and the first thing i said is don't feel sorry for me because i'm happy this is better than the dream you know like i wake up with getting showered with messages of positivity there's nothing better than that mm. no paycheck is going to make take that feeling away that's the the most rewarding thing about this is knowing the impact that we're having Mm. it's incredible when you said about being a coach as well you know it reminded me going back to boxing Mm. 
um, if I were to say the name Freddie Roach and say, <laughs> is he a success or is he not? Mm. Everyone says he's a success, yeah, yeah, yeah. but his plan mm. as a young man mm. was never to be a coach yeah, yeah, yeah. or a trainer. Was it was to be, fire, yeah. <laughs> to be a fighter. Yeah. Now he had a few fights, he was okay. He was no, you know, mm. he was no like, let's say Floyd Mayweather or some of the top people that were Manny Pacquiao or anyone like that. But then he pivoted into a coach, and now he's a household name. I actually heard, I don't know if this is true, he's the third most popular person in the Philippines. Really? Because you've got the leader, you've got Manny Pacquiao, you've got Manny Pacquiao, the leader, and then you've got Freddie Roach, because he's had so much time over there. And, you know, the reason why I say this is because I think in life you have to be open to the fact that if one path doesn't work, doesn't mean your whole life is over. It just means that it might not be right for you right then, But there's loads of other opportunities mm. off the back end of that. And how is it serving you at that present point, point in time? Mm. And I think the song, going back to that, mm. it kind of sparks those thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, keep balanced. If things are not quite working or, mm. you know, things are not going quite your way, mm. be open to the fact that there could be other opportunities and mm. you could explore them and could become wildly successful. 100%. And I remember my old, old coach, Chris Lewis, uh, you you wouldn't you won't know who he is, but he uh, he was an international star for England, and um, an absolutely amazing guy, and he's he's been dubbed as probably England's greatest lost talent because he was an un, unreal all rounder, and he used to train me when I was very very young. I think when I was 15, 16, he used to train me since then, and um, he unfortunately had some bad incidents again, mental health issues, you know, financial issues, and um, he. He got caught doing a crime. He was in prison for 14 years. And he came out and he's now got a theater show which uh, he's doing all over the country. Um, just talking about what it was like, you know, from his perspective, dealing with the, the fact of being this global superstar for England to hitting rock bottom and how it affected him, what led him to that path. Mm. And he was doing one at Reading Cricket Club. I didn't tell him, I just turned up. And I remember just uh, tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around and he was like, he got up and he was like, he gave me a massive hug and he was like, Shamaz. I was like, yeah, and he was like, he was just, it was such a speechless moment. And he said to me, well, um, what are you doing these days? And I told him, and he started laughing. He goes, do you not find it crazy how the world works? He was like, that was always you. You know, going back what, 13 odd years, this guy's talking, you know, 13 years ago, he remembers that. He was like, this is so crazy. At the time, you would never have thought it, but this was so you. Mm. And again, if I didn't have an open mind, um, I would never realize that. So I 100% agree with you. Always have an open mind. When one chapter closes, another one starts. It definitely does. So, um, yeah, that's again, that will be my message. If, you're, if you are feeling so down, if you are feeling so depressed that this isn't working for me, just remember that the skills and the experience that you acquire on that journey can be used elsewhere. Can be transferred over. Even if it's not within cricket, you know, I think Mark Cuban says this. Well, he says, business is a sport. And he goes, this is the hardest sport because everyone can do it. You know, there are still some advantages to um, physical sport because you know, you've, you've got to be fit and everything. He goes, with business. He goes, everyone, everyone's doing business. So he goes, this is the hardest sport to play. So just Very from true. being a sportsman, you have that competitive spirit. You have that team camaraderie and it can be transferred into business. Mm. So yeah, that's what I would say. There, there's always something that you can take. Don't ever feel like you wasted your time. Don't ever feel you wasted those years because you would have taken something, you would have gained something from that time in pursuit of a career in cricket or sport, Hmm. which can be used somewhere else. Cool. 
Uh, I love the tune. I love everything about Pace Journal. Yeah. I love what you're all about. I think yeah. your uh, your ambition is incredible, and um, I'm really, really happy to be even a small percent of being a part of it. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the next five, ten years. And just on that note, I mean, is there any other exciting things that we can expect with Pace Journal and, and, and your journey? Yeah, um, we we're very, very excited to be working on Pace Journal Premium at the moment. So it's going to be the biggest evolution of our content. Uh, again, we get an influx of messages from everyone saying we want more, uh, we want more videos and things like that. But again, as you know, producing video content costs money. We don't charge the community. I've done, I bootstrapped this. In, in fact, I've invested a lot of my own personal finances into this and a lot of my time. So we are going to be, uh, we're working on a, a premium version now. Uh, we have just secured a little investment, which I'm also very, very proud about. Um, which is going to help us create the platform to uh, release that premium content. So that's coming up. And um, right now, yeah, after Keep Balance is all done, the campaign's finished, that's the next thing that we're working on. Don't, don't know when we're going to launch it, but we're getting everything in mind for that. That's good. Wicked. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much. It's been actually incredible, and uh, I look forward to seeing this, uh, seeing this back when this drops. Cheers, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye.